welcome to the Faithful with a Little podcast. I'm your host, Lori Bradley. I'm a wife, mama, blogger, wedding coordinator, and securities licensed financial educator who is passionate about encouraging you in your journey with Jesus Christ. Let's be honest, we desire more because we weren't created to be stagnant. What if I told you the secret to more was to first be faithful with a little? Yes, God has purpose for the in-between season of where you are and where you want to be. In this podcast, I'll bring you raw, honest conversation about what it takes to faithfully walk out whatever life throws at you. From simple finance concepts that will help you get ahead to hearing from a variety of guests on how they tackle their in-between season. Being faithful with a little won't be easy, but it sure will be worth it. Welcome to episode number 11, Chasing After Your Dreams. Now, before we dive into this topic, I first want to ask you, what are your dreams? And if you don't know, ask yourself this question. If time and money were no issue, so you had unlimited time and unlimited money, what are some of the things you'd be doing differently in life today? That's a really good indicator of what your true desires are, what you really, really want to do. And I think a lot of us, especially once we hit our maybe mid to late 20s, 30s, especially 40s, We have completely forgot what our dreams are because we have looked up and realized that they're probably never going to happen with the path that we're on. And so one of the things that I have been challenged with this past year is asking myself if the path I'm on is not going to give me what I want, then why don't I change my path? And so that's going to be something I challenge you with in this podcast, but I'm also going to give you a lot of nuggets on how to change your mindset, um, not only to get tangible things in life, but to really challenge yourself to go after all that God created you to do. And so for me, the middle of last year, so the middle of 2020, I really just made a decision to stop letting the fear of the unknown along with the fear of failure get in my way. So my hope in this episode is to help you dream again. And if the reason, again, that you stop dreaming is because your current path can't get you where you want to be, then again, consider changing it. I know that's scary because change is hard for most people, but if you feel like you're settling in life, honestly, you probably are. And this past, um, I guess, series at our church, so the past few months, maybe not even that long, we had gone through a study called Seeds, and our pastor talked all about the different types parts throughout scripture where whether it's Jesus telling parables about seeds or when seeds are mentioned throughout scripture and how important it is to not only plant seeds, but allow the roots to grow low. And if you let that happen, you can have a harvest. But this is what really changed a lot for me recently. Uh, Matthew, actually Matthew 13, 23 says, But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. So if you don't know what is before this, it's uh, the parable of the sower. And so there's four seeds and each of them fall on different ground and only one of them takes root and actually produces a crop where the others, either they don't sprout at all or they sprout quickly and then they fade quickly because they don't have roots in the right soil. So the very last verse of this parable is Matthew 13, 23. And so obviously when it says, but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understand it. 
It's talking about those who have heard the gospel that Jesus is the son of God. He came to save the lost. Those who hear that and understand it and accept it, those are the people that this is talking about. Then it goes on to say, this is the one who produces a crop. Now, this is what stood out to me, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. And so when I heard this specific verse explained in in such a way during our church series, I honestly have to admit that I had never given it enough thought in the past when I read this parable and the in the past, I hadn't considered what this was actually saying. And so our pastor went on to talk about how God has a hundred times for us in, in this life. And so, yes, you can be saved and you can be rooted in Christ, but you can settle for a 30 times crop, but, but God has more for us. And we often hold ourselves back. And I believe it's from the lies that we hear and we believe. And I just decided when I heard this verse that I wanted to do whatever it took to get a hundred times. And that's not just for me. When you produce a crop that's a hundred times and you have the right intentions, you have greater influence to impact the things that God has called you to impact. And so, you know, the more that I can produce, whether it's financially or influence, um, leadership, whatever that looks like, I get to then help other people that much more. And so I wanted to talk through some of the lies that I had to overcome, not even in the past year. I mean, really, it's been in the past six months. And man, if I wasn't able to identify these lies, I don't know where I would be right now, but I know I'd be missing out on the hundred times that God has for me. And it doesn't mean that it happens overnight, right? Um, something else our pastor talked about was how when you are faithful in tilling the soil of your garden, you will look up and see the crop. But those who are focused on the crop alone, they're always disappointed. They're always negative. They're always like, why isn't my crop here yet? Because they're too focused on the end game and not not focused enough on being faithful in the season they're in. So I thought that this was perfect for obviously this podcast as we focus on the in-between season of where you are and where you want to be. Are you being faithful where God has you? And if you are, you will look up and see a harvest. And so again, I'll, I'm going to share with you seven lies that I was believing that kept me from going after what I am going after right now. And so uh, if you don't know, if you don't follow me on social media, I recently just opened up my first financial services office. And so I've been helping people with financial planning for years, like almost five actually. But I had limiting beliefs that kept me from actually owning my own franchise. And I realized that if I could deal with these limiting beliefs, I could then open a franchise and have influence over more people, help more people out, hire more people that can then go change other people's lives and their own. And what I love about my franchise is that it gives you the opportunity to even learn how to open up your own franchise and get out of a job where you're always answering to somebody else and on somebody else's time and actually learn how to work for yourself. And again, then build a business if you want to. And so it gives people the freedom of time and money. And um, for me, it allows me to pick my own schedule, stay home with my daughter when I want, be able to take off when I want, be able to help other people when I want. And so 
I, I just, I love it so much. I've become super passionate about it, but it hasn't been easy. I think a lot of people can see accomplishments that other people have done and just think that, oh, they got lucky. And that's not the case at all, right? It's a decision and it is going after what God called you to. And of course, there's going to be roadblocks when you do that. Of course, it's going to be hard. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell, but my voice is actually a little um, hoarse right now because I have been able to share with so many people recently, like I have lost a little bit of my voice. And so it's good, but it's hard at the same time. And so um, anyways, I'm going to share the lies that I had to overcome. And I hope that you can identify lies that maybe you're believing that are holding you back from all God has for you. And so the first one is when I saw other people being successful and opening businesses, I always thought, well, good for them, but that will never be me. And so, of course, if I had that limiting belief, I was never going to open up a franchise. And so then I would think number two is their story is inspiring, but what does it have to do with me? And so I'd hear other people talk about how they did it, encouraging other people to do it. And I really never saw myself in the position to do it. And so then the third thing is I would hear a lie that said, why are you even here? Like, who are you joking? When I got into the business almost five years ago and I wanted to do this, I wanted to have the kind of influence that I believe God was calling me to have. I just, I really thought that I would never be the one to do it. I didn't think that I could. And so then the fourth thing is I would hear that I'm not tough enough. You know, it takes a very tough person to go against the grain and do something different. And what I'm doing is different. It's not the nine to five job. And um, man, it's hard, but I realize that I am tough enough. And when I realize that I am tough enough, I've been able to influence more people than I could have ever imagined recently. And so then I remember as I was home with my daughter the first uh, few months of her life, I was thinking about wanting to open my franchise. I finally had kind of thought about it for real. And I heard the lie that said, well, you know what? Maybe your children will be able to give your family the the financial freedom and do the things that, you know, you won't um, because you don't have it in you. And I always kind of thought, well, maybe my daughter will do it because I'm letting the fear of failure And the fear of rejection keep me from this. So I thought, well, maybe she'll be the one. Maybe she'll be able to not let what other people think hold her back because I'm just not never going to be able to do that. Number six, I, I thought, you know, look at everyone else and how they have their spouses in the business. And you can never be successful here because your spouse isn't in the business with you like other people. And so in my specific, um, franchise, I guess not my, but, um, what am I trying to say? In my specific way of business, a lot of people who have done what I've done have done it with their spouses. Um, It hasn't been a one-man show. And so I thought, well, you know, if I don't have two people doing this actively full-time, I'm never going to be able to do it. So why am I even trying? Because my husband feels very passionate about what he's doing in life right now. And I didn't want to take him away from that but that was a lie too. Like I have been able to do it and my husband has been supportive, but in a way that works for us, it doesn't have to look like everybody else. And then seven, you'll never have both. Um, that was something that I, I heard from the enemy was, you know, I really wanted to be a stay at home mom and I really wanted to bring home a full-time salary. And 
I thought, man, I'm never going to be able to have both. I have to settle with one or the other. And when I was working for somebody else full time away from the house, I had so much anxiety being away from my daughter because I looked up and I thought, this is the next 40 years of my life. And it's not how I wanted to spend it. But when I was home with her, you know, the struggle financially was real. And, you know, we were considering selling our house if I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. And that's not bad, but I just, I didn't want that either. And so those are the lies that were holding me back. And so again, my question to you is, what lies are you believing that are taking you away from all that God has for you. And so, you know, do you truly believe that you are where God wants you? And are you producing a hundred times crop? Because if not, there's probably a limiting belief or beliefs keeping you from it. And so how did I identify these lies and change the course that I was on? So it started with reading the next five books. I will list these in the show notes, um, but I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And so this just talks about the difference between being a business owner and being an employee your whole life. And, you know, being an employee is not bad. It's not wrong. But for someone who wants to own a business, like you have to understand the difference. Um, I read a book called Think and Grow Rich. Um, At first, I wouldn't pick that book up because I thought that was a little conceited, I guess, if that's the right word to use. Um, but I realized that having money is not bad when you're using it for the right reasons, the right purposes, the more money that a person has, the more good that they can do with it if they're faithful with it. Right. And so that's one thing the Lord has really challenged me with is be faithful with the little that you have. So as your income grows, you know, as I bless your business, you give on a larger scale. And then the next book is How to Win Friends and Influence People. That was really, really good um, because it helped me to have an other's mindset. And then I read a book called The Power of Consistency. If you're a faithful listener, you've heard me reference that one before, but obviously talking about doing the little things consistently pays off to the bigger things you really want in life. And most of us know what we should be doing, but we don't do them. And then the last one is the millionaire mindset. I'm almost finished with this one right now. And again, it's not necessarily just about the dollar sign. It's not just about having a million dollars, you know, if, you know, that's what you're wanting or whatever, but it's, it's changing your thinking from what we were programmed to think all through school. Like if you went through the regular school system, you were taught to go to school Monday through Friday, get good grades to get a good job, land something with benefits and work Monday through Friday the rest of your life. And I just realized that there was more to life and I didn't want to do that forever. And so some of my biggest takeaways um, that I wanted to share with you is, first of all, you not only have to know your why, but you have to determine how bad you want it. And so If you want to go against the grain, if you want to do something different, if you want to go after something in life and produce a hundred times crop in that thing to have influence for the Lord and whatever aspect that looks like, you have to have a why, because if you don't have a why you're going to give up um, because it's going to be hard. But not only that, you have to determine how bad you want it. And so, you know, I knew my why my why was to have greater influence. It was to be mom and be businesswoman. But when I realized that, you know, I wanted that more than defaulting back to a job, man, everything changed because I realized that 
I could want something and settle for something else. But if I wanted it more than the alternative, I was going to get it done. And so I also have had really, um, I guess a lot of real talks with um, some of my mentors in the field. And so uh, one of the things that I've learned through that is, you know, nobody really wants a boss if you really think about it, even if they're not a micromanager. Nobody really wants to be told what to do, when to do it, and be on somebody else's clock. But everybody wants a coach in life, right? And so I have some awesome coaches and mentors and you know, they're the people that I get real with. They're the people that I talk to about what I really want and what's challenging me, what's holding me back. And they're, you know, able to call me out. And so do you have that person in your life who you will allow to speak truth? And do you receive that truth? Or do you just get defensive about it? And then I realized that the fear of never going for it was greater than the fear of failing if I tried. And so for me, I was just like, I'm always going to wonder what if, if I don't go for it. And yeah, I realized that was greater than the fear of failure. And so then um, another thing that I was told by my mentor actually was that I had to get my relationship with time right. And so I struggle with that. Um, I know that sounds silly, but I never feel like there's enough time in the day. And so I had to realize that like God created us in a 24 hour window for a reason. And I just, I'm still wrestling with that a little bit, learning how to get my relationship with time right and trust the Lord with time and timing of things. And then, you know, get clear on the destination while also looking for joy in the process. You know, again, that's why I created this podcast and I didn't do it because I have that figured out. I did that because I struggle with it. And I, I hope that I can encourage other people um, to really look for joy in the process, but do get clear on your destination, know where you're going, because if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there. And then I had to learn the importance of delayed gratification. And so again, one of my mentors told me that I'm never going to get anything good without delayed gratification. And I'm embarrassed to say that sometimes I find myself in, you know, the average statistic of, you know, wanting something right here, right now. And if I don't get it, like I get frustrated and I just realize that like, I don't have to see the success of what I'm doing today in order to know that it's coming tomorrow. And unless you can get to that place in your life and learn how to have delayed gratification, you're going to miss out on some really good things. Now, the other thing, this is good. Start asking yourself, how can I blank when you face roadblocks instead of seeing roadblocks as a stop sign? Too many people get into hard situations after they start chasing a dream and they throw their hands up and give up because they say, oh, this must be God telling me that I shouldn't be doing this. No, like anything worth having is going to be a little difficult. Like it's going to be a little hard at times and it doesn't mean that it's always hard, but when you, when you hit a roadblock, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to just give up. It means you have to figure out how you can get past it. And so that's one of the things I've really challenged myself is like when I hear no or when someone tells me no or whatever, but I truly believe that the Lord is blessing my path and tells me to keep going, then I got to figure out how I can go get my next yes. And so here's the thing too, you got to expect roadblocks so they don't completely knock you off course when they come because they will come. And then you got to identify and unlearn bad negative beliefs man, this is good. So the millionaire mindset talks about this and also the power of consistency mentions it as well. And just talks about how 
we don't realize how many things we're influenced by with what we were told growing up. And so we were all, we were all, you know, lack of a better word, but brainwashed to a degree, you know, however our parents thought, however the people around us who raised us, you know, the school system, whatever it was, we have beliefs because of what we were told. And so sometimes you've got to look and identify what do you believe and why do you believe it? And so one of the things for me was like, I was always kind of told that salespeople were schemy. And I don't even know who told me that. I just kind of collected that over time. And I had some bad experiences with salespeople. And so one of the things the book calls out is like, if you're going to be in sales and you think salespeople are bad and pushy, you're never going to be fully successful. Like you have to take off the negative mindset and you have to replace it with, man, if you do sales well, you can actually really help people and it can be a really good thing. And so that's something that I had to realize. Um, oh, this is so good in our, in our day and age, stop, um, stop worrying about the negative that you can't change. And so, man, that's good. There's so much negative in the world today. And if you can't change the things that are being said around you, don't worry about them as much as maybe you are. Um, I I was in that boat not too long ago. And so um, I had to identify that and I had to back up and say, you know what, I can have better influence in areas that God's called me to when I stop worrying about the things I can't change. And then the next thing is realizing that being in a position of influence is never about you, but it's always about others. And so again, this is what I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but I think this is why I couldn't lead people as well as I wanted to in the past. Um, I've had other positions to where, you know, I was called to lead people and I always felt like I wasn't leading them to the extent that I could. And I didn't know why. And I realized it's because when God puts you in a position of influence, like it's not about you. And so when I started focusing on other people more, all of a sudden I started realizing that more people were following me. And all of a sudden I want other people to win and I'm not even focused about me or my stage. And so that's been really freeing. Now, the other thing is, you know, don't take advice advice from people who don't have what you want in that area of their life. So this is interesting. Um, I think a lot of times we we will receive everything that people tell us and we'll consider it. We'll analyze it. Maybe we'll get our feelings hurt by it. But what I've realized is that you can take pieces of advice from different people if they have what you want in that area of their life. So if you're a business owner and you're successful, I admire you in that category. Let's talk about business and I'm going to take your advice. But if you've been divorced 10 times, probably not going to take your advice on marriage, right? And I'm not hating on divorce. Um, if you don't know, actually, my husband was divorced before we got married. And so um, I don't want to say that and, and make you guys think I'm, I'm referring to something I'm not. I'm just saying if someone has something that you want, listen to them in that area. But it doesn't mean you have to take their advice in all areas of their life because people like to tell you what to do. And sometimes, I'm going to say a lot of times, if you take advice from someone, um, you take the wrong advice from someone, let's say that, that can take you off course and keep you from where God was trying to lead you. So 
that's the other thing. Be careful about who you take advice from. Um, cause that is huge. Um, here's the other thing, man, <laughs> I was called out on this one and I still maybe struggle with it a little bit, but I'm getting better. Stop looking in the mirror and seeing a cub when you're a lion. Um, man, God created you for so much more. And I think a lot of times we see ourselves as less than what he's called us to. Um, and so, yeah, I've had to stop seeing myself as a cub and start seeing myself as my potential, even if maybe I'm not a lion yet. Uh, my potential is to be a lion. And, you know, that's that's hard, <laughs> still hard for me, but that's something my mentor told me. And so it's something I, I constantly have in the back of my head. And then last but not least, grow in your emotional intelligence. Um, if you haven't listened to episode number three, where I interview Jacob Webb on emotional intelligence, you can go back and listen to that and it will make more sense. But basically don't react on your first emotion that you feel towards something. Um, if you can control your emotions, a lot of times you'll have a better thought process and make better decisions that will lead you to where you want to go. And so really that's all I have for you guys um, when it comes to chasing after your dreams. Um, I hope that some of these points helped you. Uh, maybe that you can cling on to some of those and, and identify, again, if you're not chasing after your goals and dreams, maybe why not? What's keeping you back? What are your limiting beliefs? And then replace them with truth. Um, so when we take something off, we always have to replace it with something. Um, otherwise, there's a void there. And so just know that being faithful and how you lead others and you know, being faithful in chasing after your dreams, you know, realizing it's not always about you keeping your focus on others, helping others win. Those things are not always easy, but they are always worth it. Thank you for listening to the faithful with a little podcast. For more information, show notes, a free financial plan, wedding coordinating requests, access to my blog and more go to faithfulwithalittle.com. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button so you never miss a future episode and make sure you give this podcast a five-star review so more people are able to find it and listen in.